Hola, hola, mi gente. Espero que se encuentren bien desde donde nos escuchen. Hello, everyone. I hope that you're all doing well from wherever you are listening. We are back here at Acá Entre Nos. Muchas gracias por todo el amor y el soporte que me siguen dando. Los aprecio mucho. Thank you to you all, my listeners, for continuing to give me your love and support and for continuing to listen to us. I really appreciate you all very, very much. Hoy vamos a hacer las cosas muy orgánicas. Estamos aquí para conversar. Como psicoterapeutas, um, en veces nos encontramos con personas de muchas diferentes culturas, valores, creencias, rutinas de vida y experiencias. Las personas tienen sus propias formas de alcanzar la paz y la sanación como, y cómo enfrentar todas las cosas de la vida, los obstáculos de la vida en sus propias maneras um, de vivir y en sus creencias. En la cultura latina, Venimos de cientos de regiones, lo que nos hace a todos muy diversos en nuestras propias prácticas, en nuestra forma de uh, creer en el pasado, um, en las prácticas de nuestras familias, los, los, dif los diferentes rituales y creencias. Entonces, hoy um, quería tener yo una conversación con una amiga a saber de esto. Today we're going to do this very organic. We are just here for conversation. As psychotherapists, we come across people of so many different cultures, values, beliefs, life routines, and experiences. People have their own ways of reaching their peace and healing on how they cope with the lives with life's chaotic obstacles and stressors. In the Latino culture, we come from hundreds of regions, which makes us all very diverse on our own practices, Um, on our past rituals, on our upbringings and our beliefs. And today we are here to sort of have a little bit of a conversation about that. El episodio de hoy se llevará a cabo con mi amiga, ex compañera de clase y colega Gabby. Y solo estamos aquí para charlar sobre algunas de nuestras propias experiencias y crecimientos, ya que hemos estado en este viaje de convertirnos en psicoterapeutas. Um, vamos a hablar de nuestro, nuestro tema de enfoque va a ser a saber del cuaranderismo y algunas de nuestras propias creencias con él y la espiritualidad. Gaby también compartirá con nosotros sobre su nuevo pequeño negocio y nos dará toda la información que necesitamos para apoyarla. Today's episode will take place with my friend, ex-classmate and colleague Gabby. And we are just here to chit-chat about some of our own experiences and growth as, as we have been in this journey of becoming psychotherapists. Our topic focus will be curanderismo and some of our own beliefs with it and our own spirituality. Gabby will also be sharing with us all about her new small business and give us all the information we need to support her. This is Acá Entre Nos and today's season three, episode seven title, es hoy terapeuta y crece en el curanderismo. En primer lugar, ¿por qué no te presentas a ti misma, Gaby, y les cuentas a nosotros, a los que nos están escuchando sobre tu título, especialidad y quién eres? First, why don't you introduce yourself, Gaby? Tell your, our listeners who you are, your titles, your specialties. Okay, perfect. Yes, well, thank you. Kelsey, for inviting me to be here, and thank you to the Acantrenos audience. Um, it's been a complete pleasure, and 
Um, I mean, a total honor to be here, you know. Uh, we were in school when Acantrenos was created and it was really exciting to just, you know, see the process of all of this come to fruition for you. Um, and I'm hoping that this will be a good episode for everyone. So yes, de nuevo, um, my name is Gabriela Pineda. I'm an associate marriage and family therapist. I currently am working via telehealth, right? So virtual and phone sessions, uh, working with people of color, um, people within my own community and with the goal of providing accessible, affordable, and culturally sensitive um, therapy. Amen. Este, so de nuevo, mi nombre es Gabriela Pineda. Este, soy terapeuta de matrimonios y familia. Estoy trabajando con este, las gente de nuestra comunidad, personas de color, con la comunidad latina, con la meta de ofrecer este terapias este o servicios terapéuticos verdad que sean este accesibles eh, que toman en cuenta las finanzas verdad de las personas este y que este sean basadas en la cultura este de cada uno de la de los clientes Gracias, Gabby. Thank you. Um, and let me tell you guys, this is not just because she is my friend and ex-classmate, but Gabby has this passion for what she does. And we were actually just talking offline before this about how, like, not to toot our own horns, but some of the people that we graduated with in our cohort, like, really have some amazing just characters and passion to help others we really have something to offer. And she is one of those people. Um, she's always been a leader, very like go-to kind of person. And she really shows that like she's in this field to do what she's meant to do. So dije en inglés que no es solo por, no lo digo solo porque Gaby es mi amiga y fue ex compañera de clase, pero desde que la conozco, Gaby tiene una pasión muy grande para ayudar a la gente, para ayudar a su comunidad. Y um, de veras se enseña que ella fue hecha para este trabajo y se le ve en cómo ella guía a la gente, guía a los grupos y um, a través de todo lo que hace, que de veras se ve que viene de su corazón. So, es un honor, Gaby, tenerte aquí con nosotros. It really is an honor also to have you on the show. So I'm glad that you're excited to be here. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about um, curanderismo. Um, curanderismo in Spanish, I'm sorry, curanderismo in English is like spiritual kind of... What do you think, Gabby? What is curanderismo in English? Um, I mean, in English, I think, you know, I don't think it's there's one word. And, and that's why I think I love Spanish, even though we have to acknowledge that it's not our native tongue also as people from Latin America. Um, but I think, you know, it's this belief and this system of faith that allows us to engage in ancestral wisdom, right? And to be able to, 
utilize what we have within that energy that we have within to heal and to bring healing onto others and to our community members. Yeah, perfectly said. I love it. Yeah, because curanderismo in itself, as as I said earlier about Latino um, culture being so diverse and coming from so many regions, curanderismo in itself is also very diverse, depending on what part of Latin America or Mexico or wherever you're from. And so I actually um, have my own beliefs and practices through um, growing up from Mexican parents and um, Gabby has her own sort of beliefs and practices, I'm sure, from growing up um, from parents that are from El Salvador. So we're going to just be talking a little bit about that. Um, hoy eh, estamos hablando del curanderismo. Estábamos tratando de explicar yo y Gabby cómo se dice en inglés porque no hay obvio una palabra exacta que lo explica en inglés. Um, pero estamos hablando que hasta el curanderismo también es tan dividido de dependiente de, de qué parte de Latinoamérica eres o de México, um, depende de qué parte de México también hay diferentes prácticas, diferentes creencias y eso. Vamos a hablar un poquito de eso el día de hoy, a ver ustedes qué piensan mientras nos estén escuchando, um, no paren de darnos sus, sus propios comentarios o consejos después de que escuchen este episodio. Um, so, uh, why don't we start a little bit with your beliefs, um, Gabby? Vamos a empezar con tus creencias. Cuéntanos un poquito de eso, cómo creciste, si han cambiado um, a través de los años y qué es lo que practicas tú ahora, no solamente como presión, profesional en esta carrera, pero también personalmente en tu vida. Claro, claro que sí. Um, yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> That translation, right? <laughs> um, so... Um, I mean, you know, um, I'm, I'm sitting here in my workspace and like I look up and I see the Catholic Youth Bible, um, which is something that, you know, I had during confirmación, right, confirmation. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I was raised um, Catholic, you know, I was raised with very Catholic beliefs and very Catholic um, traditions, you know, and while also acknowledging that I, in particular, um, just had a connection with my late grandmother on my maternal side um, that I could never really put into words until maybe two, three years ago, you know? Um, so there was always definitely some knowledge within me, I believe. Um, and I think that over time with Catholicism, you know, um, I remember being 15, 16 years old and being really involved in the church, um, you know, but then also acknowledging the, you know, what some people would call, I guess, hypocrisy of it all. Um, and so it just, you know, brought a lot more questions that wasn't necessarily the space where I was obtaining those answers. And so now it's, you know, very expanded, um, but still very much comes from a place of intuition. Um, you know, I don't call myself an expert by any means, but I, my goal is to lead 
with this intuition of mine, with my heart and my mind fully aligned. And I know that part of that for me comes from ancestral wisdom. Okay. So tell us, uh, so actually I, I can definitely relate. So that's sort of my story too. So I grew up with a very, very Catholic mother. Um, and she came from very, um, very strictly Catholic parents. I don't want to say conservative, even though conservative is sort of a word that is used when you're so strict about um, your religious practices. But my family in Mexico was definitely not conservative in the sense that we were always really um, open to other um, other practices because we have an aunt that is a curandera. And um, we it's weird. We all have kind of like those supernatural things. Like uh, my mother used to dream things before they happened. Um, my One of my uncles, um, he still dreams things before they happen. And he almost kind of like has this weird, the death comes and says goodbye to him before they actually pass sort of thing. Um, so he'll dream like, it. it's just crazy. Like even just how to explain it but like he'll basically like dream someone like two three days before they're gonna pass and they'll like not tell them like hey i'm gonna die like go stop me from dying but they'll just kind of like he'll dream them like either asking for like forgiveness or telling him like hey can you let this person know that i love them and he'll be kind of like um why did i just dream that so sometimes he'll even call and check in and they're like yeah everything's great and then like they pass away. So it's like super crazy how he has that um, ability or those experiences. Um, and so we all just kind of, we call it just intuition. We have a really strong intuition. And um, so our family has always sort of practiced um, limpias and um, rituals such as those like candles and things like that but we're also super catholic like our grandmother like led the catecismo and like she taught to the kids in the area and so it's kind of like we were seen as maybe even hypocritical at times because you can't believe in both um and it's crazy but as i started to get older i wanted to sort of allow myself to open up more because i was also really catholic and involved involved in the church and like you said I was also able to see the hypocrisy and the things that like I'm like hmm that doesn't really make sense like why would God you know not approve of that or whatever it is um and so I started to kind of learn and study the history and how Catholicism actually even came about in our cultures and how it was almost forced upon the indigenous people when the conquistadors came and basically took over our land and all of our shit. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. I basically <laughs> learned how like the saints came into play and how basically they allowed the saints to play a part of the, uh, the Catholic uh, religion to allow the indigenous people to have something of their religion so it was almost like a okay we'll give you saints if you let go of all this witchcraft shit that you supposedly believe in which is what they called it right witchcraft stuff um and there is obviously out there certain like dark magic and more witchcraft like beliefs but 
I'm just talking about curanderismo um, mm-hmm. in, in the sense of like their healing abilities and beliefs that they had were kind of dismissed and told like, hey, your shit's not real. We can't have you practicing that anymore, but we'll give you saints if you agree to be a Catholic. So when I learned about all that, I remember telling my mom, do you see how we became Catholics? They just pressured this shit on us and took away our indigenous practices and like it was so funny i remember having that conversation with her and she was like whoa where the hell are you getting all this information from i was like we need to read this history girl this history um so that's kind of how i have opened up more into like this intuition that i know my family has so strongly that i know i have because there's a couple of things within myself to that abilities that i'm like whoa like this is different, but I'm also, I also think it plays a part into how strong my intuition is in this field. Um, so tell us a little bit, I didn't mean to hijack the conversation, but tell us a little bit um, about that connection with your, with your grandmother. And also, you know, wherever you can share a little bit in Spanish, because we've been talking more English than Spanish. I know. So I'll begin in Spanish um, because my my narrative begins in Espanol, you know. Um, it's, my, it's my primer lenguaje. Uh, mis papás sí son inmigrantes del Salvador. Este, lograron llegar a los Estados Unidos en los ochentas, este, cuando la guerra civil estaba sucediendo. Y estaba, las cosas pues estaban bien malas. Mi papá era un estudiante universitario y en ese momento ya comenzaban a matar a los estudiantes. Comienza porque la intención que mi mamá iba solamente a venir a los Estados Unidos por un año, right? porque ella um, no quería venir, no tenía interés, no tenía interés en dejar su abuelita y dejar a su mamá. Um, pero tenía una hermana mayor que ya estaba aquí y pues claro, ¿verdad? Este, tomar esa oportunidad. Y luego mi papá llegó, so, mi mamá llegó este, en el 80, el diciembre del 80, y mi papá llegó en febrero del 81. Mm. Um, y entonces, pues, aquí hicieron su vida este, temporal. Y esa es información que este, recientemente escuchado de mis papás que nunca tuvieron la intención de crear una vida aquí, ¿verdad? Uh-huh. Entonces, para mí, este, ahí comienza mi historia porque yo siempre he tenido una gran conexión con El Salvador. Este, um, desde chiquita, uh, súper orgullosa, like, yo no soy americana, yo soy centroamericana, yo soy salvadoreña, aunque nací aquí, pero, you know, I'm from over there. Me too, uh, me too. Um, y comparado a pues otros familiares, ¿verdad? Otros primos que no tenían ese modo de ver este, su cultura, ¿verdad? Um, mi abuelita Luz, um, que es muy importante recordar el nombre de esta señora, mi abuelita Luz, um, ella pasó cuando yo tenía tres meses recién nacida. 
eso fue la, el primer momento donde yo fui a conocer El Salvador a tres meses. Oh, wow. um, y de nuevo, ese, yo siempre, mi mamá siempre este, teni, ha tenido un gran fe en los ángeles, ¿verdad? Uh -huh. So, Gabriela, el ángel Gabriel. Um, so, yo siempre, más que todo, este, fui creada con ese entendimiento que tú tengo un ángel guardián, uh -huh. un ángel de mi guarda. Um, mi rezo favorito también. <risa> um, entonces, de nuevo, yo no, no tuve la oportunidad de conocer a mi, a mi abuelita. Este, mi hermano sí, que es ocho años mayor que yo, um, pero él también estaba muy chiquito cuando tuvo la oportunidad de convivir con ella. Entonces, tiene pocas este, memorias, pero muy bonitas. Um, y en sí... Supuestamente, ¿verdad? El dicho es que cuando ella falleció, las últimas palabras fueron el nombre de mi hermano, Nelsito. Uh -huh. um, so, mi ángel de mi guarda, right, Luz González. Um, y es, eh, ella sí practicó este, en su propia manera el curanderismo. Um, y fue conocida por eso. Igual un poco de este, rumores, ¿verdad? Um, que la razón que ella falleció fue porque alguien le puso, ¿verdad? Mala mal. vibra. Uh -huh, le hizo un mal. Um, porque ella lamentablemente sí falleció del alcoholismo, pero ella no se hizo alcohólica, ¿verdad? Este, hasta ya muy mayor, 40 años, más de 40 años. Y no duró mucho tiempo desde ese comienzo. Es un poco raro para una mujer tan fuerte, tan resiliente, ¿Verdad? Que pudo lograr este, criar a tres hijos sola en El Salvador durante esos tiempos. Sí, so, um, ahorita Gabriela nos va a decir eso en inglés para los que están escuchando en inglés. Pero um, eh, antes de que Gabriela nos contara su historia, estábamos hablando de que nuestra historia al lo que nos introdució al curanderismo es un poquito igual, um, pero yo le estaba diciendo a ella que en inglés que yo también crecí muy católica y que mi familia nunca fue cerrada al curanderismo o las limpias o cosas así, pero de todos modos fueron súper católicos, mi abuelita súper católica, mis tíos y tías súper católicos, pero muy creídos um, a través de familiares que practicaban en eso, en cosas así. Um, y es donde yo sentía esa conexión. Um, tengo tíos y tías que, que, tenemos, que tienen esa conexión, esa intuición de de que tienen sueños donde la gente que fallece se despide de ellos o cosas así. Mi mamá también tenía sueños que pasaba algo antes de que pasara y cosas así. Y yo siento que esa conexión o esa intuición es como un regalo que también me ayuda 
en la carrera de psicoterapeuta. Entonces yo le pregunté, es cuando yo le pregunté en inglés a Gaby que nos contara de esa conexión que ella tenía con su abuela, um, que obvio lo va a decir ahorita en inglés porque lo empezamos un poquito al revés. Pero um, lo que estábamos platicando y que me hace conectar otra vez a lo que nos acaba de contar es que um, como ella no tuvo su abuela, no la conoció, tenía tres meses, pero algo de su abuela se quedó con ella. Algo de su abuela, de su abuela la está protegiendo um, y, y la está guiando. So, es muy interesante que nuestros familiares, hasta los, los pasados antes de nosotros, um, la conexión sigue pasando entre familia Um, y entre miembros de la familia, que es igual como la cultura. Y um, le estaba diciendo yo en inglés a ella que en unos tiempos me interesó mucho mirar la historia de cómo empezó la religión de católicos a través de la cultura mexicana y la, de latinos. Um, y empecé a darme cuenta que la religión católica fue casi como forzada a través de la gente indígena que estaba um, aquí cuando los españoles llegaron a, por decir, llevarse todo lo que no era para ellos. Pero um, así fue cuando la religión fue, um, como decir, presionada a que fuera practicada. Y es de donde empezaron los santos y cosas así. Entonces, por eso um, se conecta un poquito a lo que estaba diciendo Gaby, como su mamá era muy, muy, cree mucho en los santos y en los ángeles y por eso le puse el nombre de Gabriela. Um, so es un poquito interesante cómo nuestras propias um, experiencias personales se conviven con todo lo demás que ya ha pasado la gente de nuestras regiones y de nuestras culturas. Sí, y me acabo de acordar algo más. Este, so, yo nací a los siete meses. Yeah. So um, I was a premature baby, seven months old. Um, so si hacemos la matemática más o menos, si hubiera nacido en el tiempo de acuerdo, nunca hubiera ido o podido asistir el funeral de mi abuela. A los tres meses. Porque sería este... Newborn. Pues, tal vez. Ajá, hasta... Tal vez sería en ese mismo momento. Was, yo estoy pensando. Sí. But that connection around, like, me being born seven months premature and her passing away three months later, you know? Like, yeah. Maybe the timing was for that reason. Yeah, most definitely. Um, it reminds me of my niece. So my niece was seven months when my mom passed. And even though she was already seven months, who my niece is today at almost seven years old in in a week or so has so much reflects so much to who my mom was. Just like her facial expressions, how she looks, she looks so much like her, her character, her personality. We're always like, oh my God, she's so much like mom. She's so much like mom. And then she has this big like heart, like in the sense of like, this love she holds for grandma. She says, grandma, grandma, this, grandma, that. She like 
kisses grandma's ashes. She like talks about grandma. Did grandma do this when you guys were little? Did grandma do that? Like the connection they have is so crazy to us. And I always tell my sister, even though mom died, you know, at least seven months after she was born, I feel like a part of her is still with her. So absolutely, absolutely. And I think that, you know, that goes to grandmother's intuition, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And and so I think it, it definitely all morphed into why I'm pursuing being a psychotherapist, right? Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit in English about that, that connection um, with your grandma, that like, in that intuition, I guess. First, tell us in English, um, as you already told us in Spanish, what your grandma was known for, what she practiced, and then how you connect with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like I had mentioned, um, my narrative really begins in El Salvador, right? So during the Civil War, um, my parents, um, my mother specifically, immigrated to the United States December um, 1980, and my father soon after February 1981. Um, you know, and my father was pursuing his um, undergraduate degree, and um, it was during that time that um, the military were also um, pursuing and killing university students. Um, so the the danger was real. Um, and just something that has always stayed with me and that I've more recently have learned to just like interpret was the fact that my parents never had the intention of making a life here in the United States. Um, and so, you know, I have this saying that like, I've been, I'm a seed that's been transplanted um, because I just, didn't seem like it was supposed to be in the cards for me to be a U.S. born citizen, <laughs> um, you know? And so, and then, so that initiates my connection to El Salvador. Um, and then, so therefore by extension, my grandmother and her name is Luz. Um, and so my grandmother passed away when I was three months old and so this is where that connection between me being a premature uh, baby and her passing away. So, you know, just in terms of that timing, but the connection more so, right? Um, my, my mother um, always instilled in me this um, belief in angels, right? Archangels, so Archangel Gabriel. And so for a long time, I knew and I recognized that I had my guardian angels. It's actually, that's my favorite prayer. Um, and, you know, in turn throughout this whole time and in my recent just healing journey, I've been able to acknowledge that my grandmother is my guardian angel, you know? And, um, and so, it just, it, that's where it begins. And it's just kind of continuously um, evolved throughout, you know, even my own consciousness, I guess you can say. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Um, tell them a little bit of what you said in Spanish, what your grandma was sort of known for um, in El Salvador, what she practiced, what she did, and how do you connect with that? Yeah, so um, my grandmother was a, a curandera, right? So a spiritual healer. Um, and she was a woman of faith as well, you know? So I do acknowledge that this is um, ancestral wisdom, right? Um, I, I believe in that not all things can be explained, um, you know, and that there is divinity out there and whatever that looks like for others, you know, they can define it how they want to, but divinity for me is genuinely that, that connection, right? That faith. Um, and so, you know, she practiced particularly because um, I think she wanted to bring good to the community, you know, but just in acknowledging also um, the way or the manner in which she passed was very interesting, right? And so my parents come from a very small town in El Salvador, you know, so rumors exist. There's all these like conspiracies <laughs> um, about how she passed away, you know, and so but the most significant one is that, you know, she was um, either cursed, you know, or hexed or, you know, I don't know what word people want to, mal de ojo, you know, that's what I was coming to my mind earlier, um, you know, because she passed away from alcoholism, um, but she didn't become an quote unquote alcoholic until her late 40s, you know, and so it's just very, you know, as a psychotherapist, I'm like, well, that's interesting, you know, and then our genogram, you're like, most people start really early on, you know, and so, um, you know, just acknowledging that, like, there are both sides to this work, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And even as therapists, like, that's why the work that we do is so incredibly important, because there is a fine line, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I know, you mentioned earlier that like, maybe we're not gonna be talking so much about like, you know, the black magic side or, you know, the, I don't know, darker side of, of these traditions. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, when we were in our program together, there was, I had this thought that's like, I've held on to, which is just like, psychotherapy gives us access to hearing narratives of true evil, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And so in the development of my own practice, um, and I think that it's been able to evolve in the capacity that it has um, due to also being able to um, initiate my private practice from now, right? Even as an associate, um, the clients that I work with, you know, like they see me um, smoke cleansing, you know, we talk about limpias um, or like cleansing rituals. Um, and it's allowed me to just integrate it to this point that I feel like I'm really aligning my personal with my professional, right? While also maintaining healthy boundaries. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, so it's exciting, but it's, you know, it's, it's delicate, 
because like you mentioned, you know, earlier, like esto es algo delicado porque mucha de la información que hay es basada en, en los encuentros de gente que no son de nuestra cultura. Uh -huh. Sí. ¿Verdad? Entonces, para mí es muy difícil creer en el entendimiento de estas personas cuando no tienen la experiencia de mi gente. Uh -huh. aunque, o de nuestra gente. Aunque hoy en día todo y medio mundo se cree muy brujo y bruja y que I sage my house y que I do this and I do that. Y no sé para ti personal, pero para mí como que me cae gordo. <risa> porque, no porque no debe de ser abierto a que la gente aprenda y practique como desee, pero no, no me gusta cómo lo están um, interpretando o cómo lo están, um, how they're promoting it. Um, so what, I'm say, what I was saying in Spanish is, you know, nowadays there's so many people that all of a sudden um, they got their witch intuition and they sage their homes and they practice this and or that. And I told Gabby, to be honest with you, it bugs me, but not because I'm not open to sharing our cultures and beliefs and what our um, our past generations have have passed on with anyone but it's because the way it's being promoted and interpreted is it's almost like dishonoring for our cultures at least just that's how I see it um y pues hay muchas diferentes creencias todavía los mismos hay algunos latinos que son católicos o o hasta cristianos de otras religión cristiana que no creen en eso y dicen eso es muy malo y eso es brujería y eso es de va a ir mal y cosas así y entiendo que cuando si sí hay cosas malas que existen en realidad y hay cosas que uh, uh, conectándolo al, a la idea que tal vez alguien le pudo haber hecho algo malo a la abuela de Gaby um, hay cosas que sí existen así feas que son de para hacer daño y pero hay que aceptar que sí existen y que solo porque existen no significa que si estás practicando algo de curanderismo o limpias o cosas así o, o si conoces a alguien que lo practique um, significa que ellos ellos lo están haciendo por hacer algo mal o um, to do something bad um, so Curanderismo has just so many different like things that are a part of cleanses and then there's also like wrongdoings that people can do to you, etc. And so it's so misinterpreted um, that sometimes people believe like, oh, if you practice anything to do with that or if you do any kind of healing or spiritual cleanse or anything, then you must... Um, you know, mean to be, to do bad to others or something, but that's not really how it works. Um, even tarot reading or um, people who are able to tell fortune and things like that, it, it's not really how it works. For some of them, it's just a gift. And um, for example, the curanderismo in our family, we're all very Catholic and um, the, the curas that we have, they 
they have, they worship saints and they believe in the angels and they go to church. And, but then there's the other side of them that also believes in spiritual, spiritual cleanses and things like that. So there's just a miscommunication in all of it and how it plays a part. Um, But one thing that Gabby said in Spanish that I meant to touch base in English was she said, you know, how, um, in this field, we're introduced to so much negativity, so many negative vibes, so many negative energies, negative stories. Um, and so that's how she sort of introduced some of those cleansing rituals into her own um, practices. But she's right. It is a very sensitive thing to do because how do you um, set your boundaries to not get your personal beliefs and rituals to involve with your professional and clinical um, practices. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Gabby, ¿por qué no nos dices? Pues ya nos dijiste un poquito cómo lo, lo interfieres, cómo interfieres tus creencias con tu vida profesional. Um, she's already told us a little bit of how she um, interferes her like personal beliefs or practices into her career and how like they in- intertwine. Um, but tell us in both English and Spanish, and this time I'm going to just let you go from one language to the other. Um, what made you want to include it or start intertwining it? Um, ¿Qué es lo que te hizo um, de- involucrar tus creencias personales a tu a tu vida profesional y por qué quisiste combinar las dos cosas qué era tu meta o qué, qué es lo que te tomó te llevó a ese a esas decisiones sí um, so creo que mi motivación mi meta es obtener información verdad información este buena, um, correcto, um, y que venga de mi gente, you know, entonces eso es muy difícil y entiendo que eso, eso viene con privilegios, ¿verdad? Que este, y yo tengo que reconocer mis privilegios, ¿verdad? Siendo este, una mujer, este, estudiada, ¿verdad? Y que nació en los Estados Unidos y los privilegios que vienen con, con eso, ¿verdad? Um, entonces, este es de buscar y este dar y regalar y promover, ¿verdad? Que no es algo distinto a la experiencia humana. Uh-huh. ¿Verdad? Que son, es, es algo involucrado en, en todo, ¿verdad? Este es dar la oportunidad de definir estas, estas cosas, ¿verdad? ¿Qué es, qué es el curar, ¿verdad? Like, a, a este, trabajando con clientes, ellos quieren... Este, salir adelante, quieren curar este, su depresión, quieren curar su ansiedad, quieren este, curar su trastorno de estrés postraumático, ¿verdad? Entonces uno piensa, pues, ¿qué es eso? ¿Qué es curar? ¿Verdad? ¿Qué, 
cómo se mira, cuáles son los aspectos de, de la curación, ¿verdad? Y entonces no solo es algo físico o este, algo que es mental, sino es algo holístico, ¿verdad? I don't know. I mm -hmm. creo que I made a word. Uh. <laughs> Holistic, espiritual. Espiritual, mm -hmm. ¿verdad? Tiene que ver con todo nuestro ser. Sí. ¿Verdad? Entonces, um, es, es simplemente este, buscar maneras de poder también introducir la esperanza y la fe en que el cambio puede suceder, ¿verdad? Pero con esfuerzo y con la información necesaria para tomar esos pasos. Uh -huh. Ok. Um, so, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's just about wisdom and knowledge, you know, like, It took me a really long time to like acknowledge my love for reading and knowledge and you know like growing up um I didn't think I was smart but I knew I worked hard you know so I was like I'm a hard worker and so that's why I get by but I'm not necessarily like super smart you know and so um imposter syndrome I was going to say imposter syndrome <laughs> we've all been there <laughs> Um, you know, and so it's just like, how can I ensure that I'm obtaining my, and then I'm dispersing correct and appropriate and culturally sensitive, like information about, you know, just holistic li living, right. And ancestral living, um, because, you know, I do believe that like, as a catalyst for breaking intergenerational trauma, you know, and someone that is in the process of doing that, like I have to engage in a sense of faith and in a engage in a, in a further belief outside of me so that I can continue doing that work because that work is really hard. Yeah, it is. Um, And so it's just about gathering information, you know, acknowledging that information is very privileged, like a privileged aspect of our life, right, of our society here, like those with access, those with the info, um, you know, they can get there first. And so I'm just wanting to do the same for people in my own community and for people like me. That's amazing. I admire, um, I was trying to think of the word I wanted to use. I admire that, that, that your perspective in that and how you've sort of intertwined it all and um, included as a part of your profession. I can genuinely say that's not my own, um, not believe, but my own comfort um, to do to do that. So, so I see it more as just keep. I'm I'm a big like keep your life private, and then you know keep your it, when you're in front of a patient or a client. Like I I'm 
present myself in a different way. And, and it's not because I don't care to share because I have shared with some of them comfortably when, when it's allowed me to like a little bit about my life or things like that. But I, which is why I use the word admire, I wouldn't know how to intertwine it or how to comfortably um, share these um, abilities or intuitions of mine. So, um, so I grew up very interested in curanderismo from a really young age. And so I was taught by family members um, a lot from, I can do cleanses on people um, and on myself, on my home and on, I've done it on others' homes, but usually I stick it to more of a personal, like I just do my own thing. I don't like offer services or anything. Um, and I can actually do readings, um, which, were actually really scary for me or have always been really scary for me. The few times that I've done readings um, for family members where it was kind of like, andale, andale, les, 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 um, things have came true and that scares me. So I don't have that like confidence to connect with that, um, that part of me. Like I, I, I've always been to kind of like, like, it's very tabooed for me. Like, I know I could do this, but I'm a little scared, so I don't really practice it. Um, and so my mom, however, was more of like, um, you know, like, they're your abilities, and it's okay. And, I'll, and, and so I would tell her, well, I think I'm going to use those abilities or that intuition to um, – to become the very best psychotherapist that I can be. And I do feel like that intuition does play a part. Um, I have this like sense of how I read my patients or um, how I connect with them that is, it feels really strong on my end, but I've gotten feedback from them that they tell me like, like, man, like, you know, the way you just know me or the way you like took those words right out of my mouth or the way you just could figure out what I was trying to tell you or what I was feeling without actually saying it. And so that's a good feeling. Um, but I don't sit there and go, well, I'm also, I also have these other abilities, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm too like, I just like wouldn't, but I do feel that there's something like I told you or said earlier, like there's this intuition, this like thing within me that I've seen, like, been passed on through like my mom's family side and like their own abilities and what they can do that I'm like holy shit like I really have these like little gifts and they play a part in how I practice as a professional um I used to joke around and say um I'm just gonna be a cura they make a shit ton of money off of people and things like that you know instead of like going to school for all these years but I wouldn't know how to practice that um without feeling like i'm taking from people financially or things like that so i allow it to be more of a personal practice um i use my intuition and intertwine it with my profession without you know i guess sharing it or presenting it um but i but i have thought uh, and wondered of like when eventually i get to private practice and I'm at a private practice now, but more of my own private practice, um, how I would maybe um, intertwine it in, in like having sage or things like that and how I would introduce it. So I feel like you're already there. So I loved just how you explained it and share that with us because it is very admirable. Um, 
So, le estaba diciendo a Gaby que um, admiro mucho su manera de ser como ha um, combinado sus prácticas personales, espirituales, um, con, con eso del curanderismo a través con su vida profesional, porque yo también tengo esa, esa conexión con, con esas partes de mi vida eh, espirituales, también con las partes um, de mi vida, mis creencias de religión católica, pero um, yo lo tomo más sepa por separado. En mi vida personal, hago, tengo mis creencias y eso, y uso mi, ¿cómo se dice? Intuition, a uh, mi... Este, mi sexto sentido. Ajá, mi sexto sentido para practicar como tratar de ser la mejor psicoterapeuta que puedo ser para mis clientes o um, mis pacientes, pero no he tenido el... Um, la confianza de poder introducir las dos cosas juntas. Y le está diciendo a Gaby que es muy um, admirable lo que ella está haciendo porque tal vez algún día me gustaría, um, cuando ya tenga yo mi propia, propia práctica sin trabajar por otra compañía, eh, introducir algunas cosas como tener algunas cosas en el cuarto o en la oficina que representan esa parte de mí, pero es muy admirable que ella ya lo está haciendo porque para mí todavía no me siento como confortable o como que tengo la, la habilidad de hacerlo. So es súper um, admirable lo que, lo que estás haciendo. Y dinos, ¿qué piensan um, tus pacientes o tus clientes? What do your patients or clients think about you, for example, like, you know, cleansing the room or things like that? Have they ever, like, opt against it or questioned it what is it like no yeah um you know so i think it really initiated with a wellness circle that i had um that i had started i had initiated prior to COVID happening um you know and that one was strictly for mental health professionals um so i think my comfort and confidence came out of that group Um, you know, because we built an altar, you know, during this circle, during this healing circle, um, you know, I, by extension, right? Um, but it, I just, you know, I'm very interested in creating space and acknowledging that, like, in order for us to tap into you know, our, our shadows, right. Or our depth, um, or, you know, the subconscious, whatever people want to call it. Um, I think it's important that, you know, we also consider our environments, you know, and so it's, it, it's just, I almost like very subtly, you know, like, oh, you know, I have essential oils. Would you like essential oils? You're making sure you have water, for session, you know, um, I'm really big on aromatherapy. And so it's like, a, you know, just a quick smoke cleanse, you know, to like air out the room too. I have that. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and even in like grounding work or um, like meditative work, um, you know, I have to acknowledge that like, especially individuals who have a history of trauma, um, 
silence and going inward isn't always the safest, you know? And so, and, and I feel that as a person of color and as a woman, healing looks very different for me. Coping looks very different mm-hmm. for me. And so I want things, I want to do things that will work for me. <laughs> um, and, you know, I've been, I think I've been very fortunate also in those that come into my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, because I definitely am a believer in that whoever walks in through those doors or sends me an email and reaches out is reaching out for a reason. You know, like they are my client for a reason. Yeah. Um, and And I too have those moments where it's like, I'm giving them an example or I'm trying to, you know, clarify some type of insight or connection. And they're just like, whoa, like, (laughs) you know, like stop talking, like, and saying what I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, you know, like I'm also a human, you know, like, and, and I just, I'm a very observant human. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Me too. Um, (laughs) and so but also moving with that sixth sense right that intuition it's like that's my intuition is my sense of self right that's at the core who I am and so I'm just always wanting to reach and be connected to that right because then to me that's where I know I'm grounded because I'm able to see and connect and I'm able to receive whatever message I need to receive. And I may or may not give to my client, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's also about timing. Right. And so um, I think like you, you know, maybe our like um, journey of pursuing our masters, you know, and just going through the formal education route, mm-hmm. um, I want to say was just really like complimentary to like what's already within me, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I, and I say that in the most humble of ways, <laughs> um, you know, because I don't necessarily look at how much I'm in debt and think, Oh, I'm so privileged. <laughs> yeah. I, but it's that sense of like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to or what I was meant to do. Um, ese, ese sentimiento dentro de ti que no importa qué tan pesado sea el día o qué es lo que te haya contado tus pacientes o tus clientes, algo de ti dice yo estoy en este mundo para hacer este trabajo. Tengo esta conexión con estas personas, con este trabajo. Y, y ahí es donde yo también siento esa, ese o sea, yo sé que hay una, una intuición o, o una, um, una conexión a través de familiares o hasta uh, antecedentes, pero también sé que en mi corazón sé que el trabajo que estoy haciendo, yo estoy en este mundo para hacerlo. Este fue mi destino. So, it all just kind of connects and allows you to sort of see like, aside from loving what you do, but 
you were meant to do this. Like there's a part of you that just was meant to do it. That's sort of how I feel that connection. Uh, y, y yo estoy completamente de acuerdo, ¿verdad? Yo, yo siento que yo, fue, yo fui criada para ser terapeuta. <risa> yo también. You know? <risa> y, 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 y hay que reconocer que, ¿verdad? Um, no es por un, pre, un proceso um, bonito, ¿verdad? O calmado, ¿verdad? muchas lecciones que son basadas en nuestras observaciones, um, pero también el otro lado, ¿verdad? Cómo comenzar a entender toda esa información y qué hacer con ello, uh -huh. ¿verdad? Entonces, um, para mí es importante, ¿verdad? Poder dar opciones para las personas de nuestra comunidad para que en realidad puedan este, formar una foto o, ¿verdad? Tener, like, that vision, ¿verdad? De quién, quién voy a ser cuando esté o cuando llegue a este, la libertad o llegue a este punto donde me siento curado o curada, ¿verdad? Uh -huh. que, y ese... Um, el concepto de curar es otro, otro tema, uh -huh. ¿verdad? Um, pero creo que porque nosotros, ¿verdad? Fuimos, estudiamos, este, y los conceptos que, ¿verdad? Y claro, tú y yo este, asistimos un programa muy especial, ¿verdad? El programa de aliento en la Universidad de Pepperdine. Um, y con este, el enfoque en la comunidad latina, ¿verdad? Y más allá, en, en las comunidades de color, uh -huh. ¿verdad? Sí. Um, entonces, este, hay que reconocer que en la manera que nosotros este, practicamos la meditación o este, oramos, ¿verdad? Hay, para nosotros hay diferentes maneras de cómo lidiar con los síntomas o los estreses de la vida, sí. ¿verdad? Entonces, es importante para mí poder este, dar esas opciones a mis clientes y decir, ¿sabes qué? Para mí funcionó esto, ¿verdad? Y yo soy alguien que también está trabajando en sus propias cosas, ¿verdad? Está tratando también de sanar esas heridas, este, de mi vida, de mi propia vida, um, y me ha funcionado. O tal vez no me ha funcionado, pero yo quiero que tú lo intentes, que tú veas, ¿verdad? Dime cómo te sientes, ¿te parece o no? ¿Verdad? Uh -huh. Porque hay que crear estos, este, estas herramientas para nuestra gente, porque las herramientas que nosotros sabemos no siempre caben. Y las que saben ellos tampoco van a caber también. Exacto, uh -huh. exacto, ¿verdad? Nosotros somos de la tierra. Like, yo siempre digo esto, ¿verdad? Nosotros somos de la tierra. Entonces, necesitamos cosas que siempre nos van a traer a la tierra. Tener los, bien, los pies bien sobre la tierra. Uh -huh. 
¿verdad? Y eso es, eso es parte de mi filosofía dentro y fuera de mi práctica. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I like that. I like how you said that. Um, Gabby was talking about how we come from the, from the earth, from, from the earth, and we are focused as human beings should be to be connected with our, for say, two feet on to the earth and find that connection. Um, and she was talking about how she presents some of what was what has worked for her and or what hasn't worked for her um, to her patients and clients um, and encourages them to try them because the goal is to build your own um, tools and different ways of coping. And it actually connects a lot to the way I practice because what I use a lot with my patients is we're here to, you are here, we are here working towards building your own toolbox and what's going to help you when you no longer are seeing me as a therapist and what's going to help you um, in the future for say what when and whenever other obstacles present themselves. It's not just about what you're dealing with now or what you've dealt with, with in the past, but what's to come and how will you um, encounter these, um, these chaotic incidents or obstacles in your life? How will you face them? How will you process? How will you deal with them along with how will you manage from no longer um, hitting a, major depressive episode like the one you're currently in or um how will you focus on um dismantling the very anxious um symptoms that have sort of haunted you all along or how will you help build that toolbox to decrease some of those anxieties and um symptoms that you've been having for a long time because i do i have had a lot of patients that come to me um, at older ages after never seeing a therapist, never dealing with things. They're not, I, I think my teenagers are a little better to kind of guide and lead because they're young enough to be like, okay, I'm ready to heal and to um, have new practices into my life that are going to help me live a healthier spiritual physical and mental life. Um, but some people do come at an older age where they're like, oh, I just been carrying this all along. Um, and it's just like this big, uh, one of those, I tell them, it's like you're carrying one of those big camping backpacks over your shoulder with all of the things you've ever dealt with. And now here we are dismantling, taking it apart, and hopefully getting you to build that toolbox of different tools that you're going to be able to use for the rest of your life. So I, I like that you're encouraging, um, welcoming them to um, have their own findings, but also um, sharing a little bit about what you have found that you've seen either work in your personal life or maybe in the lives of other patients. Um, and it's, it's all about passing down that knowledge, right? Like I tell my patients to like, I've never done this personally, but a patient that did it tells me it worked wonderfully. I encourage you to try it. And then if it doesn't work for you, then at least we can say we tried it and we don't include it in your toolbox because everyone's toolbox is different and personalized to their needs. But the goal is to continue to try and see what works for you. Absolutely. Um, when I do a, like, when I love working with parents, by the way, so I, I thoroughly enjoy working with families and like family settings or family therapy, which is tough. Um, 
and it maybe is. that has a lot to say because of my own family, <laughs> right? Um, um, so this usually means two or more family members in the same therapy room, um, which is, you know, probably says a lot as to <laughs> the counter-transference that comes out of that. Um, but you were saying this whole like passing on the information and passing on the knowledge, right? Um, so in working with Latinx families, um, using the art of chisme, mm -hmm. right? uh, using the art of gossip and just, you know, I'm like, I want, I want this info to move as if it was just as good as any other chambre that you were talking about earlier with the comadre, right? <laughs> like, cuando it. usted está comadreando, por favor, utilizar la arte del chisme y pasar esta información. Y usted le va a decir y que ella le diga a su comadre y que vaya con la otra comadre. Y, like, it's just good mental health-oriented information it, moving along, hopefully, doesn't get lost in translation at some point. <laughs> yeah, like uh, when you play telephone yeah. with those cups. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, and then I do the plug where I'm like, but if, and if they want any specifications, you give them my information, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. That's, that's a good way to kind of help them understand why it's important to share and to spread. Our, our goal ultimately is to get rid of this taboo, heavy taboo, especially in our Latino culture um, that there is behind mental health. Um, la idea es seguir educando a la comunidad y que la información siga um, siga navegando a través de nuestra, las personas en nuestras comunidades para quitar esa idea oscura a través de no solo porque la plática de hoy va a ser o es el curanderismo, pero la que es curarse, no solo con curanderismo o, um, o ideas religiosas, pero también um, la idea de que está bien buscar ayuda y de mirar a alguien um, o buscar a un profesional que te puede ayudar con tu salud mental. Um, es tan importante um, pasar esa información en nuestras comunidades que para estar bien físicamente, mentalmente, espiritualmente, tenemos que estar bien en todos los aspectos, no solo uno o el otro. Um, y cómo... Yo digo para nosotros como profesionales, importante seguir presentando esas ideas, pero también ustedes como miembros de la comunidad, seguir, um, ¿cómo se dice? Chi como dijo Gaby, eh, chismeando o, o um, eh, eh, compar el compartiendo <risas> el chambre con, con los demás. Um, porque es importante compartir esas, esas informaciones y, ideas que, que uno va aprendiendo. So, ha sido una plática um, buena. Gaby, por último, quería que hablaras un poquito um, si te gustaría compartir de alguna experiencia que has tenido con el curanderismo o de um, algo personal que, que te ha ayudado más a creer en, en en estas um, creencias espirituales. Um, no sé, 
eh, cuéntanos un poquito de eso. Y por último, um, también puedes conectarlo a qué te llegó a empezar tu nuevo um, negocio, chico, que has empezado. Um, dinos un poquito de eso. Tell us a little bit about how your own experiences with curanderismo have connected you to start your own um, small little business. Give, give us the information so people can know where, where to find you, where to um, uh, support you, where to purchase from you, etc. Perfect. Um, claro que sí. Um, so, pues, con, comenzando con uh, mi negocio, ¿verdad? Este mi nuevo negocito. <laughs> um, Luz de Luna es the collective. Um, que es, um, pues, prácticamente fue creada igual para crear más espacio, ¿verdad? Para mi, mi propio entendimiento de estas tradiciones, de este tipo de inteligencia ancestral um, y poder tener esa plataforma, ¿verdad? Para poder este, pasar este, la información. Um, y sabemos que, pues, por los medios es la mejor manera. Um, y entonces, Luz de Luna, ¿verdad? Este es el nombre, pues, claro, honrando a mi abuela, uh -huh. este Luz. Um, y reconociendo que aunque en la noche esté oscuro, este, o en esos momentos donde tal vez nosotros nos encontramos en esa oscuridad, siempre, bus siempre ver hacia los cielos porque hay un tipo de luz, ¿verdad? Ya sea la luz de la luna o nuestro gran sol, ¿verdad? Me encanta. Um, <laughs> um, so... Um, you know, vendo cosas como el copal, ¿verdad? Cosas de que podemos quemar para hacer nuestras, esta, nuestras limpias, nuestras rituales, ¿verdad? Pero igual, um, yo, pues, no tengo toda esa práctica, estoy aprendiendo, entonces, este, creo que parte de mi entendimiento es demostrar cómo estoy obteniendo o el proceso de obtener esta información, ¿verdad? Entonces, um, vendemos este romero para poder quemar, este, la salvia, stage, right? um, el eucaliptus, um, y también este, yo hago este baños um, con hierbas este, naturales, ¿verdad? Um, y sales, like Epsom salt, mm -hmm. you know, and pure magnesium. Okay. Um, y eso, um, that no, no digo que son limpias, pero sí son baños, uh, porque igual, ¿verdad? Yo soy alguien que demuestra su estrés por medio de su piel, ¿verdad? Entonces, um, yo tengo uh, muchos lunares, tengo 
este, lo que le dicen los blemishes, ¿verdad? So, um, tengo este piel que es más oscura de mi piel natural y tengo piel que es menos oscura. <ríe> so tengo los dos y aparentemente es algo que es común en nuestra comunidad latina, um, pero no, no hay cura. Uh, entonces, um, los baños fueron algo para mí, um, un ritual para mí que me dieron esa oportunidad de curar y sanar mi piel, ¿verdad? Y, pues, de eso sale mi práctica de autocuidado, que es muy importante en nuestras carreras, ¿verdad? Este, 20 minutos cada semana, donde solo me siento, me baño, um, agua súper caliente o súper helada, um, para des, des, detox. <ríe> para sacar todo eso y toda. Ajá. Todo, todo lo que cargo, ¿verdad? Porque igual con el trabajo hay mucha energía, muchas cosas que estoy escuchando, ¿verdad? Y, y soy humana y a mí me duele también estas historias, escucharlas como cualquier otra persona, ¿verdad? Entonces, me dedico y me doy ese tiempo para poder procesar y poder dejar ir lo que no es mío. Sí. Right? So, releasing. Yeah. So, yo hago algo igual, pero no lo hago semanal. Um, lo hago as needed. Cuando siento que lo necesito, um, I do something similar, like a cleanse, um, and I do it as needed when, when I feel I need it. Usually it's every um, couple of weeks where I just feel like things are heavy. Uh, my body usually is telling me like, hey, um, you, you're carrying too much. I'll start to kind of get headaches, sort of get into these like, I don't want to say like, maybe it'd be considered sort of like grouchy or low energy. Um, and so I self-care by running or working out. That part like helps me sort of release some of the, um, the present stress. But what I do is I'll do egg cleanses. So me limpio con un huevo. Um, sé hacer limpias con huevo y limpio mi hogar con también con hierbas que quemó como casi como un sage pero vienen nomás así en un puño y se ponen como en un um, como el que tiene el padre cuando está bendiciendo ah, y limpio mi hogar me limpio a mí misma um, y, y me hago toda la limpia con el huevo y, y pues a mí me ayuda um, si es algo que que alguna gente no cree o si cree, para mí es, es algo que es una creencia para mí y sí me ayuda personalmente a, a sentirme un poquito menos pesada de todo lo que cargo, especialmente todo lo que nos um, dicen los pacientes. Y también hago una limpia con limones um, a, a mi hogar o um, corto los limones o a veces hasta he llevado los limones sin cortados a mi oficina y los debo sentarse así en un frasco, nomás se ven como unos 3, 4, 7 limones que están allí, um, pero sí son para que 
la idea es que los limones toman la energía y las cosas negativas y sin tener, ellos lo absorban para que tú no, no lo cargues contigo. So that's sort of a little bit about how I've presented it into my um, career and profession and my own personal um, uh, space. But I don't sage or anything like that yet. Like I said, I don't, with, I don't, I guess I don't have the confidence to bring it um, to my office yet, or I don't know, I'm, I'm just not ready to, I guess, answer questions from patients or whatever it is, but I have brought the limits, which is sort of supposed to um, do the same thing. And I've, I've even told, I've been told by patients like, oh, I love your lemon decor, but it's, it's actually to um, absorb any of the negative energies or things like that. Um, so that's a little bit of what I do. Sorry, I. No, you're fine. You know, este, para mí es um, cuando estábamos haciendo el trabajo persona a persona, verdad, en, en la oficina. Yo siempre este tenía un rebozo bien coloreado. I don't know if you remember it. Lo yes. Llevamos, right? mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember it. Ese mismo. Um, y um, yo siempre eh, que estoy sentada tengo algo que me protege, ¿verdad? Que me cubre y para mí esa es mi protección, ¿verdad? Como este, como Batman, ¿verdad? Tiene su todo su <laughs> su cape y todo. <laughs> You know, yeah. este es un informe, ¿verdad? Entonces, um, igual los mismos sentidos, ¿verdad? Que um, reconocer que el trabajo que hacemos es importante, um, requiere mucha energía, ¿verdad? Este, más cuando nuestros clientes no tienen esa energía, ¿verdad? Um, y pues poder lograr este lo que yo he visto en mi propio camino, ¿verdad? Mm -hmm. Que por muy doloroso y por muy feo que tal vez me sienta en esos momentos que estoy enfrentando las cosas difíciles que me han sucedido, um, pero he sobresalido de eso y voy hacia esa liberación y Simplemente estoy motivada y inspirada a traer todos conmigo. I love it. We're all in it together. So, dinos en inglés y en español, um, ¿dónde pueden encontrar tus páginas o comunicarse contigo? Um, also, tell them in English a little bit about your business because I think you explained it mostly in Spanish and then let them know where they can find you or where they can support you. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, Luz de Luna Collective, right? So that's our IG handle. Um, and you know, again, so Luz de Luna, right? Remembering my grandmother's name, and it's it's truly in um, honor of the light that she's been in my life. Um, you know, and that acknowledging that, like, even in darkness, um, the moonlight is our light, right? So sometimes when we find ourselves in these dark spaces, um, it's important to be able to pick up our head, and pick up our heads, right? Clear off our crowns and look towards the sky um, to find that light. 
um, you know, so hence Luz de Luna um, and collective, because I genuinely believe that we're all in this together. You know, like my intention is whether I'm working with an individual, with a couple or with families, um, every single one of those individuals are catalysts for change for our collective, right? So for our community-based healing, um, that's my inspiration, that's my aspiration, right? Um, and so in Luz de Luna, I sell um, smoke bundles um, or smudge sticks, you know, however the person wants to label them. Um, and, you know, that's from White Sage, which, you know, I acknowledge that has been culturally appropriated and there's an over-harvestation of it, you know? And so my goal is actually to not sell white sage. Um, I don't sell Palo Santo for that same reason, um, you know? And, and I'm genuinely wanting to provide a platform where people can move away and engage in the alternatives, which is rosemary, eucalyptus, yerba santa, um, copal in the resin form or frankincense in the resin form. Um, and I also create um, salt baths with um, dried herbs, dried flowers. Um, and that's, you know, they're handmade and custom made by me um, because as someone who demonstrates and manifests their stress on their skin, um, Baths have only have really only been the the true form of treatment to deal with these blemishes with my hyper and hypopigmentation, you know. And the skin is the first thing people see, mm -hmm. and so for a long time I was hiding my skin. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, like I'm. I'm the type of person um, that I'm a moon child, but in her tannis form, <laughs> like that's where I feel my most sense of self, the true me, right? Mm -hmm. The true Gabriela um, is a very tanned, <laughs> a very Salvadorian-esque <laughs> woman. Um, and so, um, the ability for me to engage in self-care and self-healing while taking these baths concocted from my own hands and, you know, really putting in positive intentions, right? Putting in this energy that I want to be able to just take up everyone and others, right? To this place where I'm at and I've been and will probably continue moving forward, you know, but just like very much this Freudian framework around I can take as a psychotherapist or just as a human in general, I can take people as far as I've been. Yeah. So I need to go really far. <laughs> Amen. I like that. Um, <laughs> and just by curiosity, how did you learn? Is it um, through family passed on? Did you do your research? Did you, how, how did you come about learning to do these baths for yourself and obviously now learning them to do for others? 
Um, so a lot of it has been my own research. Um, you know, a lot of it um, is a little intuitive, I have to say, um, you know, and so, you know, because of the changes that arose out of the pandemic, like I had to say, like, my life was legitimately turned upside down, you know, and I had to find an outlet that you know, was separate from psychotherapy, mm -hmm. right? Like I needed to find a way to give myself the space to create and still continue to help, right? So um, it's been a lot of research, you know, and it's, it's, it's frustrating to do this research because I'm, you know, finding all these websites, but it's like, the first thing I do is I check out the author or I check out, you know, where this info is coming and I'm not seeing people like me, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's that very, you know, non-academic side of me where the intuition and the experiential is what comes you know, first and foremost, and, you know, engaging with other women who also, you know, have their own practices and beliefs um, that are also from the curanderismo, like, area, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but that are also very um, aware of the cultural appropriation that's happening, you know, and for me, like, I know I'm a person of color, but I'm always concerned about culturally appropriating my own people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. It, that and I mean, I said it earlier, I'm like, ugh, gross, when I hear like, oh, I'm gonna sage my house, like, shut the hell up. <laughs> because a big part of me is like, that's not even your practice, though, it's our practice. But I, I again, I'm not, it's not that I'm not open to other people practicing it or utilizing different ways to cleanse themselves or their lives. But it, it has taken a very, um, let's call it westernized, um, it's been directed in a westernized way in the way it's being promoted and commercialized so that but I mean, that's, you can find like a whole smudge kit at like five and below so for five bucks and below you know or below <laughs> and they have like chakra candles and it's like are we like being intentional about living right like mm -hmm. like i need people to know where these practices are coming from and why they're important, right? And why, you know, why do we feel the need to have to engage in it? You know, whether it's a person of color or not, you know, like what is calling you to this? Because it is partly a calling, right? Yeah. And, and only then can it truly be beneficial because it's like, you could be cleansing your house and you can be inviting people in that you might not know, you know, so. Yeah, like how knowledge is your knowledge. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Are we, you know, and we should be moving in with skeptic skepticism. Like I, I, I move with skepticism because, you know, it's like 
as I'm, it's not a one size fit all. It ain't even a one size fit most. Yeah. You know, and, and, it's not. and again, in or outside of the therapy room, I think it applies. And so I'm going to push, you know, I'll introduce, but then I'll push to see are you really engaging in this? Are you learning about it? Are you taking the time outside of the work that you and I are doing to do the work? <laughs> yeah, and I and I honestly, I think that even connects with what I was saying earlier and why I don't have that um, confidence within me to intertwine it yet uh, because of how westernized or, and I work with, um, I work with Latinos, but Fortunately, um, and unfortunately, I would say um, most of my patients currently are predominantly um, Caucasian or um, of Asian descent. And I have a handful of Latinos, but um, when I first started where I'm at, it was more Latinos then, or, um, but now I feel like it's more Western or American. Um, Caucasian or Asian descent or um, even African-American as well, which they also have their own um, cultural practices that come from Africa and things like that, where I, I can, um, I've had conversations that are similar, a little bit similar to some of our own practices, but I think that's what also moves me away from sharing it just because I feel like, um, again, it's my own just like frustration with how it's been um, presented to um, the American culture, how it's been hijacked in a way. Um, and now all of a sudden everyone sages and everyone cleanses and all these things where back then it was, um, frowned upon because we were brujos and witches and whatever it is that they called our people. So, but that's just, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, but thank you so much um, for taking this time um, with me and to having this conversation because I'm pretty sure um, those who are listening are just going to either connect with it or find it interesting and in, in how it all plays a part because it does. It all, the whole spiritual, physical, mental part of ourselves all has to be intertwined and work together in order for us to be in the best place that we can be for ourselves. Um, and we'll be sharing Gabby's um, IG info and all of that so you guys can find her business if you want to get some baths which I actually do want to myself um, or anything else that you might need or any questions you might even have for her as well um, so we'll promote that on Instagram and Facebook um, and so we're going to continue with our chisme del día um, if you're cool with that Gabby <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, um, the art of cheese. Yeah, yeah <laughs> to pass it on, the art of cheese to pass it on. I like that. I'm going to definitely use that one. Um, so, hoy no hay mucho del, de chisme del día que se diga un tema en el que voy a hablar uh, específicamente, pero sí tengo algunas declaraciones um, que me gustaría hacer. En primer lugar, um, los quiero, um, los quiero... Uh, encouraged <laughs> que lean um, quiero que lean mucho sobre de lo que está sucediendo en nuestro país políticamente y socialmente um, quiero que, uh, que me gustaría que la comunidad latina 
este, espero que estén ahorita en preparación, preparándose um, para el tiempo de votar que, que está a la vuelta de la esquina. Latinos Unidos tienen el poder de hacer una diferencia en nuestro país, así que tomen el tiempo para leer, para informarse y para ir a votar. Si es a través de mandar tu voto o ir a una locación que es para tu región de donde vives, pero por favor, esta elección es súper importante um, y, y tenemos que um, cambiar las cosas antes de que se empeoren. Uh, today there isn't too much of a chisme del día like specific topic, but I do have just a few statements um, to make and Gabby is gonna um, tune in with us after I say this in English. Um, but first and foremost, I just like to encourage you guys to read, um, read a lot about what's going on in our country's uh, political, politically and socially. There's a lot aside from COVID that has happened in the past, in the past couple of months. And so it's really important for us to prepare ourselves as voting times are around the corner. Um, Latinos that are united, we do, I really do believe that we have the power to make a difference in our country. Um, so please take the time to read, to learn, to, to just kind of get that information so you can get out there and vote. This election is very, very, very important um, for not just our Latino community, but for all the um, communities of color and those that are oppressed aside from the um, the white privileged communities, nothing against white privileged people, but, um, you know, this it's important for us to get our vote out there because a lot of the things and laws that are being presented are against our people and are in favor to continue to oppress us and um, to mistreat us and to just paint us in a very ugly light. And so it's important for us to put a stop to this um, man, I would call him, that we have in power because I won't call him my president. Um, but Put, put a stop to him before things get worse. Um, Gabby, if you'd like to give us some of your thoughts on all that. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, I'll keep it really brief in the sense of like, you know, for me, everything's always interconnected, um, you know, and just like I truly believe that individual shadow work is necessary for the healing of our communities every single vote matters, mm -hmm. right? Every individual vote matters because we all matter, right? So if, you know, politics ain't your thing, if you're not trying to get in the murkiness of it, because I get it, I'm semi one of those persons, you know, who's, I can, I can acknowledge I may live a little in the avoidance there. <laughs> um, I have to acknowledge that my privilege in voting is honoring those who cannot vote, right? Those who do not have the privilege of voting for whatever that may be. Um, and that even though I'm one person, I can make a difference. Mm -hmm. Whether it's in my family unit, whether it's within my community, or within the collective as a whole, um, or even just for myself, because even that's 
sure damn enough, right? Like every vote matters. And so it's important that we, you're, you're absolutely right. It's important we become aware and knowledgeable about this voting process because there's a lot of complications around that. And so we wanna ensure that we're doing things in a timely manner, in a knowledgeable manner. And if not, we're asking for help to reach those clarifications. Yeah, yeah. So yes. Yes, I totally agree. Um, go out and vote. And you know, th there's, there's a sort of selfishness that kind of clouds us sometimes in this um, country and in this community. Um, and, and it's not, it's not always just about you, right? It's also about how, if you don't get out there and vote, how it's going to affect other people of your community, whether you're, you know, other immigrants, other people of color um, that are being discriminated against or attacked or belittled in any way. So, if you care about the people, si, si te importa la humanidad, es, creo que es muy importante votar para, um, para ser parte del cambio que se necesita, aunque el cambio no es necesario solamente para ti, pero también para los demás que tal vez han estado sufriendo más o han tenido um, injusticias um, hechas a través de ellos. So, súper importante que voten. Um, en segundo lugar, estos tiempos son muy difíciles. So, a combinar todo con esta conversación, um, acuérdense que la gente está lidiando con todo tipo de inseguridades sobre el futuro, financieramente, arreglos de vida, um, donde viven. Um, alguna gente está sufriendo ahorita con situaciones laborales um, y de sus trabajos. Y a pesar de todo, está, es, están esos temores de nuestra Um, salud que viene con todas estas noticias del virus. So, la salud mental ha estado en su punto más alto en estos momentos. Se ha dicho que um, han subido mucho uh, las ansiedades, la depresión, um, tristemente también los suicidios um, porque la gente pues es pesado todo lo que estamos cargando. So, por favor, um, lo único que quería decir a través de eso, si usted o alguien que conoce está sufriendo, no se abstenga de pedir ayuda. Estamos aquí profesionales como yo y Gaby para ustedes y muchos um, que están en estas profesiones um, para que nos necesiten, para que nos necesiten, para que nos pidan ayuda. Um, necesitamos que no se rindan, um, no dejen que los estreses o los obstáculos de la vida um, les, les quiten ese deseo de seguir adelante. Um, second, the, uh, to kind of tie with the whole conversation, obviously we all know that during these times, everything is rough. There is so much going on. Uh, people are dealing with all kinds of unsureness of the future, financially, living arrangements. Um, some people are losing their homes, their their job situations. Pe pe people have been fired or been told that their job's going to close down and they're not going to be going back. Um, unemployment, things like that. Uh, just status and to top it off, all of the health fears that we have behind all of these uh, news that continue to unravel with the virus. So uh, mental health has been at an all-time high um, from what I've seen in, 
in personally in my profession, but have heard from other colleagues and professionals in our field. So I just wanted to say that, um, please, if you or someone you know is suffering, um, do not hold back from asking for help. There's professionals like Gabby and I and other um, individuals that were in this field for that reason, um, aside from doing our own healing as we were speaking of, but we are here for you. We went, we came into this field um, knowing this is what we wanted to do. And so um, we need you not to give up and to reach out and seek help. Um, because it is tough times and we recognize it also in our own personal lives, but together we can help each other overcome. And so I encourage people to reach out for help. Unfortunately, suicides have been at an all time high, depression, um, anxiety symptoms, et cetera. And so we, we need you guys not to give up and, and reach out for that help that you need. Absolutely. Um, uh, a nuestra comunidad, verdad? A, a todos los que, este, están escuchando este, personas de nuestra comunidad, personas de color, por favor, por favor, dejen esa pena atrás, dejen la vergüenza, ¿verdad? Y esa culpa y desen la oportunidad de demostrarse a ustedes mismos que importan, uh, que hay ayuda, ¿verdad? Este, y que aunque tal vez no haya esta oportunidad de trabajar, tal vez con Kelsey y yo, uh -huh. pero nosotros les podemos recomendar porque tenemos una comunidad muy bonita y que está creciendo cada día. Um, muchos miembros de nuestra comunidad que son terapeutas que también vienen de nuestro mismo programa. Entonces, Sabemos que sería un gran privilegio para ustedes poder tener esta oportunidad de trabajar con un terapeuta este, muy bien entrenado. Uh -huh. Sí, so busquen la ayuda que necesitan. Uh, por último, lávense las manos, usen una máscara y hagan su parte. Ahorita hay mucho um, plática y controversia saber de no, yo no me voy a poner la máscara y que no lo necesito. Y se ha, se, tristemente se ha hecho algo muy político, pero ideal es, es importante saber que para protegerse a sí mismo y para proteger a los demás hay que hacer de nuestra parte. Manténganse um, saludables y con, continúen um, marcando una diferencia en la vida de los demás y traten de pensar en los demás a través no solo de lo que está pasando ahorita, pero siempre viviendo nuestras vidas pensando en los demás, porque solo así se puede vivir y cambiar um, cómo estamos viviendo siendo unidos y pensando en los demás, de los que, en los que no tienen o hasta en los que tienen más. Um, lastly, wash your hands, wear a mask, do your part. It's been such a political conversation about, oh, you should or shouldn't wear a mask or believe or not. There's all these um, uh, things being said about what you should or shouldn't do to get rid of this virus. But just do your best, do your part, stay safe, continue to make um, just a difference in the lives of others and live selflessly um, by thinking that, you know, even though the virus might not highly affect you, it can affect someone else that might be by you. So just protect them and protect yourselves. Um, y bueno, pues mi gente, ahí los dejo con nuestra conversación. Otra vez, gracias, Gaby, por um, tomar este tiempo de hacer este 
este podcast con nosotros. Thank you all for listening to this episode. This is where we'll leave y'all with this episode in our conversation. Again, thank you so much, Gabby, for being a part of this episode and for joining us today and having this conversation with us. No, gracias a todos ustedes de nuevo, Kelsey. Gracias por la plataforma que es muy importante, ¿verdad? Tener más que todo este podcast que existe en los dos idiomas, ¿verdad? Um, y reconocer que nuestra gente, aunque muy diversa, pero este, les, que, les tenemos que dar esa oportunidad y ese acceso a, a esta información, a estas conversaciones. Sí, la representación es muy importante y por eso es a través que empecé este proyecto, es importante eso. Gracias por representar a la a la gente salvadoreña y latina um, en venir hoy a este episodio. Y como siempre, gracias por seguir escuchando. Los amo y los aprecio mucho. And as always, thank you guys for continuing to listen. I love and appreciate you all very much. Um, lastly, if anyone is interested in sharing their story, know of anyone that is, or simply have episode ideas, um, or are professional in mental health or in other professions that would like to come on here and have some information for our Latino community please contact me. You can email me at acantrenosfam at gmail.com or reach out to me via Instagram or Facebook, acantrenos, double underscore on Instagram. And then on Facebook, it's just acantrenos podcast. Si alguien está interesado en compartir sus historias, conocen a alguien que lo es, o simplemente tienen ideas de episodios o conocen a algún profesional que fuera bueno para nuestro show, Contáctenme, pueden enviarme un correo electrónico a cantenosfam at gmail.com o comunicarse conmigo a través de Instagram, que es a cantenos y las dos linitas de abajo, o Facebook, que es a cantenos podcast. Um, hasta la próxima. Until next time. Thank you guys so much. Thanks again, Gabby. Um, everyone, have a great rest of your day. Bye. Salud.